0: Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time to journey with us. We hope your spiritual life will be transformed as you listen in. We start in 3, 2, 1. Yes, it's that time to hear from uh, the Word of God and uh, bringing us the Word is our uh, Reverend Gary. Let's appreciate him even as he comes to share with us this morning. Reverend Gary, allow me to just put you on the spot, even as you get started with this. And I know this is our building Sunday. And uh, tell us, even as our leader here, what does it feel to see Sima Center is up and running, even as we prepare for the next stage? It's absolutely exciting. Actually, when we think about the things that God has called us to do, um, seeing where we've reached in the middle of crises, in the middle of difficult times, um, we really see. I really see God at work. Um, he's been doing powerful things, and it is all for His glory, um, for the future of His kingdom, for achieving the things that God wants us to achieve. In fact, just thinking about this, this is what this is partly what I was thinking about as we were talking. We we're going to, I was preparing for today, just asking this question. You know, what are we really doing? And 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 just helping us. I hope that that we will be able to focus our minds on the things that God is calling us to. In Isaiah chapter 61, 66, sorry, verses 1 and 2, um, we read something amazing that, that, that God was saying through, through the prophet. The Bible says, this is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you would build for me? Where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being declares the Lord these are the ones I look on with favor those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word God cannot fit into a building he won't fit into that building that we are that we are looking to to construct so what are we building for why are we doing this why was there a temple even Um, in in Jerusalem. You know, God has called us to build a place for worship and for community. A place where people can come together with a very special focus that is to meet together with God. And there's a a way in which you know, these special places as they are, as, as people gather together to these kinds of places, it enables the experience of God's presence in another way, in a different way because He chooses to be present here. But we must remember the God who is far, far greater than anything we could either think or imagine. He's far greater than the buildings and, and whatever else we can think that we can do for Him. He is the God that we serve. And the ultimate building that we are working on, in all honesty, is you and I, the people of God, the people that, 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 that God has called together And has named the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that we are the stones within this amazing temple. So we are building a place ultimately for serving and building the people that God has redeemed through Jesus Christ. You know, the reason for everything that we do is to serve God. So that the resources that God has given to us, the resources that that he has enabled us to have, we invest We invest in enabling people. We invest in enabling even generations into the future to know God, to become Christ-like disciples who in their turn will be engaging the world. Now guys, this is the central purpose of the church, to equip the saints, to make disciples who are effectively following Jesus Christ, who will then serve as salt and light as we've been learning, you know, wherever they are, in workplaces, in schools, in, in, as, as professionals, as family members, in the social circles, Jesus commanded us, you know, in the process of your life, when it says go and make disciples, in the process of your life, in the process of your going, make disciples disciples, let your light be out there let people be seeing the way of God and start to follow after the way of God. you know God has been has been using this this particular church community you know as a center to develop his people. Just two weeks ago we, we had a training for for entrepreneurs because we want you to become the best that you can be. We want you to be effective so that your light will be alive. You know, in the things that you are doing, in the successes of your life, in the way that your life is lived, that people will see the way to go. The world will see the way that they ought to go. This is, this is how we are becoming Christ-like disciples, engaging the world. You know, in this year, we've been equipping people in the area of prayer, you know, praying together, doing our fasting, doing the, the course of OMB training program. And when we grow in prayer, it grows our relationship with God. It en- enables us, Therefore, to to be more effective in the way that we serve God, in the way our lives will reflect our God. We are developing leaders for the future of the church. You know, in our internship program, we work with those people who have already gone out and and started other churches, planted churches, to help them grow and become effective so that those churches, in turn, you know, will grow strong and healthy and perhaps even multiply and, and place new places for people. You know, I'm sure that most of you aren't even aware that during the time of COVID, we had two new churches um, get started, targeting the lower, the lower income people. Um, they meet in Gedogoro and in, and in Mushada, not very far from here. There are others in the pipeline, three or four actually, um, as members of this church are moved by God to have a passion for the lost, to go out to catalyze new communities of faith. And guys, it's absolutely amazing what God is working you know, we are helping to equip saints to take the light of Jesus, you know, to people in in internal prisons, in, in, the, in, the, in the rehabs, you know, people who are struggling with with addictions and, and they are enslaved by them. But we are also taking that light, the light of Christ, to people in physical prisons. And as a result, many people, many of those convicts have come to Christ. Some ex-convicts are now pastors and they have planted churches and are, and are reaching people who are not in physical jails, but are still bound up by Satan, and they are freeing them. And there is so, so much more. You know, carrying discipleship into high schools, into, into colleges, into primary schools. You know, through our, our ministry here, our prayer for, for the, you know, our prayer, my prayer is that the outcome, the outcome of all that we are doing is developing an army for the Lord, a group of people that would conquer the world for Christ, a people that will impact great, and uh, you know, your circles, your families, your, your professions, your businesses, your, your nation, as we've been talking in the last few weeks, all of it for the glory of God. You know, just yesterday I met with a pastor who, you know, he was a pastor of another church in Raqqa actually, and, and he really, really wanted me to to know how our children's ministry has trained their children's ministry and enabled them to be relevant and to make a real impact in effective ministry to children it's just amazing that that this, these are the things that God is doing out from here and by the way it reminds me that our children's ministry is still looking for more people um, to help to serve together we've built the facility there's more room for the children there's more things that they can do there we need a few more people a few more hands to get in and get involved um as the as the kids will be meeting Christ in ways that are truly relevant, as God will be speaking to them, um, and they will hear God actually knows and hears them in the way that they are. But ultimately, people, all of this is about building people because Jesus's people, Jesus's people, are the true temple of God. Ephesians chapter two, verses nineteen to twenty two. That's the center of our purpose. Even as we build, we are building for the Lord. You know, a place in which the Lord's people will meet Him, will grow in Him, and they will, you know, it will be a place that draws community together, enabling then that those people will become really powerful um, in impacting the world. It's a place for our families, for our friends, for, for people in our, in our wider community, for generations, for generations to come, as we are all going to be built together to become the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, today is Pentecost Sunday. I wonder how many of you remember that. Today is Pentecost Sunday. It's a day in which we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit. And and you know, it's absolutely amazing that it's God choosing to be alive in us, to be in us, in our lives. It's amazing to me that God would choose to work in me, that he would choose to come and live in me and, and use me to impact other people. It's absolutely amazing. And he chooses to be in you. And in you and in everyone who is there, even those of you at home who are observing this this service over, over, over the different channels. He has chosen to be in you. Everyone who has believed in Jesus Christ, our suffering savior. Pentecost is a good day to remember that what God is doing among us is building. He is building a holy temple in which he dwells. And that temple is us. God present in us, working in us and through us. And so when we are looking at the work that he has called us to do in building our worship and community center, the the whole thing is is, is this challenge, this invitation to be partners together with him in doing the things that God has called us to. You know, today as as, 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 as we think about it as a day of giving, I thought we could take a quick look back what we learned in our campaign, you know, earlier this year, redefining success concerning the whole area of giving. And we learned, you know, that it all starts with the integrated and enthusiastic life. That the core identity of our lives is, you know, and, and the security of our lives, the foundation of all our lives is that you are God's child. I am God's child. There's nothing bigger than that. That's, that's, you know, that it becomes the center of who I am. It overcomes failure. It overcomes the world's success. It overcomes everything else. You are God's child right there. The highest level of success that we could ever hope for. The God of the universe, the God who made everything, including all of us, the king of everything, the owner of everything. That's who you have as you embrace Jesus. You are his child. And from that center, you start to view the father's business. What does my father want? You know, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My, the father owns the whole universe. What does he want in my life? We're thinking God's kingdom in which you and I are ambassadors. We are witnesses. We are stewards. We are servants of King Jesus. And the third thing that comes right there, right in the center, is that choice to give to give generously as a response to being a child of God. You know, it is part and parcel of building the kingdom of God. Giving generously, honestly, it affects and impacts every part of my life in you know within God's story. You recognize that wealth, you know, resources like money, my time, my skills, all of these are tools to enable my life. To enable your life in all aspects, in family, in church, in lifestyle, in work, everything, to enable you to shine, to shine for God's glory. God wants us to give generously from the heart. From the heart. You know, giving holistically our money, our time, our skills, our emotional energy, our focus. But it starts with being God's child. Because I am God's child. Because I'm thinking of God's kingdom. Because the will of God is on my mind. That every part of my life is is being aligned to that will of God. Then I come to him. With a cheerful heart. with With a desire to please him. You know Jesus taught a lot about money. More than he talked about heaven and hell. He talked about money. And it's because we cannot serve two masters. When we think we're going to be able to serve, you know, money and God, you, you'll find you are going to love one and that out the other. Look down on the other. That is our reality. And he wants us to recognize where we ought to put our lives. So that when we, if we say that we love God, it will reflect in our desires, the things that we want to do for him. Jesus redefined really generosity. In Luke chapter 21, verses 1 to 4, we have that story of that poor widow who who comes to give, you know, um, in the temple, and she gives all that she had, just two little coins, very small value coins. And, And other people had come, and they had been putting in major money, you know, far, far bigger monetary gifts. But in verse 3, this is what Jesus says. He says, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, But she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. She was choosing to be dependent on God. You know, to put God in in the front, in the center of her life. Making Him her priority, even above her own life. Amazing. And I think Jesus was helping us to see. That our giving should reflect that we are dependent on God. That we are walking as His children. And this is, a, this is all part of our faith. This is, this is what we are saying as we come before Him. We don't just give out of our surplus. You know, we don't just give out of what we feel we can spare. Our giving comes from a focus on God. On putting God at the center. And it becomes an expression of how much we treasure Jesus. And how much we treasure His kingdom. You know, Jesus—the the ultimate is the ultimate definition of, of of generosity, because he gave everything. He gave his life, giving up heaven and earth and all the state. I mean, giving up heaven, all the status he had as equal, you know, with the Father, and coming down to be together with us, being born into poverty, being raised in difficult circumstances, ending up with 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 rejection. And really being put down. And the Bible speaks about him being like a slave, becoming among us like a slave, and choosing to be obedient to death, even death on a cross. Even death on a cross. And that transaction at the cross is an amazing transaction because, as Jesus died, in the fact that Jesus died, in exchange, we live. We have life. We have life forever and we receive so, so much. So much more. You know, we have actually received, we received everything. You know, every blessing in heaven becomes ours. And and anything that is still outstanding, the Bible tells us in Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? This is the kind of giving that God has given to us. There's a song, you know, What shall I render to Jehovah? For he has done so very much for me. What can we give? We give ourselves. We give out of what we have. We choose to give sacrificially. King David in 2 Samuel 24, he said he would not give to to God what had cost him nothing. And we have the example given to us in Acts chapter 4 verse 36. In the time of the church, and the Bible says that Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. And that's a person, you know, who looked at what he had, not what he could spare. He looked at what he had and he gave that. And very often there will be an ouch when we give sacrificially. But something else that is just as often, you know, just as often follows is a deep satisfaction. This has been my experience. A deep satisfaction that we have done something truly meaningful in serving God. Something that God would look at and smiles at. In fact, I think it's just, it's just a product of his, his joy coming onto our lives and into our hearts. Ask. Ask this question. Is what I'm bringing to God reflective of all that he has done for me? Not so that you will feel guilty. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What I want you to do is to recognize the greatness of what God has given. And then come to him in thankfulness. A deep, heartfelt thankfulness. And then you're giving from the heart. Because goodness, you know, all this that you have received, what shall I render? What shall I give to Jehovah? He has done so very much for me. We also learned during that campaign that growing in generosity is one of the things that we should be doing as humble servants. Growing in generosity as humble servants, And this means, uh, humble stewards, this means that remembering that everything that we have is from God. Everything. You know, often as, as, as our circumstances change, our circumstances improve, do we get caught up in consumerism? You've gotten a, a promotion, your income has increased a little bit. What, what, what does that produce? You know, many times I think we can get caught up in consumerism. We can get caught up by, by the world's definition of success. That is, that, that is something that I have noted in my own life that is so easy. You know, when there's more to be thinking, you know, what can I give myself? And, 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 and we need to change that. It's something I'm committed to fight as an attitude um, so that we, we, we look at this as an income, that increase in income as a further opportunity in which to serve God, to serve God better. I really like the, the John Piper quote that Dr. Omar Joandi uses. And he says, This issue is not how much a person makes. The evil is being deceived into thinking a $100,000 salary must be accompanied by a $100,000 lifestyle. God has made us to be conduits of his grace. The problem really is that we think of ourselves as the source. We think that we are the source of our wealth. But Jeremiah chapter 22 verse 13, the Bible says, My people have committed two sins, God speaking here. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug cisterns, they have dug their own cisterns that cannot hold water. I wonder whether you feel sometimes that like like that, that that's how you're thinking that that it's all about my hard work, it's all about my resources, it's the things that I own, and 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 when I'm giving something to God, I'm doing Him a favor. Is that is that is that a reality for you sometimes? What is it that happens when when we are thinking in this way? You know we. What we can produce is limited, isn't it? It's limited. So, so we hold. We hold back. We, we balance. We try and say, you know, this is, this is what I can spare. We only give and we, keep, we hold on to this. We get tired of giving. As the challenges come and we start feeling we are being called, we get tired of giving. We even become resentful um, of the things or the things that need to be done. We become resentful even of people who are in need. And what we really need to understand is that we are not the source. That God... God is the true source. The Bible in Deuteronomy says, you know, remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So even if you think, I'm the one who has done all this work, all that you have in terms of ability, all the opportunities you have, everything, it has all come from God. And, and And in Jesus, He has chosen to give you a well of life, a well of life that is beyond any other that you can think of. You know, we pursue wealth, we pursue friends, we pursue comfort in our lives, thinking that that is how somehow we we're, we're going to find life, the fullness of life. But the truth is that money, possessions, friends, they don't give you life. None of them can. You must already have life in order to enjoy them. But true life is found in knowing God. Jesus said, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent and when you invest here you are really investing in your life. you're really investing in true life. Everything else will finally count for nothing. as we heard and we learned from Jeremiah there we, we, we have we've been building systems, dams, you know big ponds for ourselves trying to keep this this water but they can't truly hold water they leak in the end, they fail. They become unusable. The true well of life is Jesus Christ. In John 7 37, the Bible says, you know, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. This This is the offer of God. People, let's drink from Jesus. Drink deep from Jesus. And then we give generously. Generously as stewards, not the owners. As a channel, not the source. Because the source is God. Today is Pentecost Sunday. May may you and I find ourselves so filled with God. The Holy Spirit... Oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, descend upon us and fill us. Fill us that we, you know, would experience all that the Holy Spirit gives. He's the spirit of love, of joy, and of a sound mind. We are able to think right and do what is right and give glory to God. And as we pray, as we rejoice in the work that God has called us to do, I pray that there will be a deep joy and desire to fulfill the work that He has called us to He is building this temple, me and you. And he has called us as we invest, as we we become partners with him to invest in that future, in those facilities and everything that would enable that the growing of his people, the growing of his temple will never fail. Father, may this word be a blessing for your people. May it build me and all of us together in Jesus' name. Has this message challenged you? We hope that it has been a blessing in your life. If you would like to give your life to Christ or talk to or pray with someone, kindly reach us on WhatsApp 0721-990-880. God bless you.